We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Hey, my brothers and sisters, I hope this day finds you well. In this segment, what I want to discuss is, is patterns. I'm wondering if you guys see patterns. Do you, do you have any kind of pattern recognition, you know, cognitively in your mind? You know, do you have a, a, a proclivity for it? Because I do. Everywhere I see patterns. And in those patterns, I see what's most probable and what's least probable. Right. Like I'll give you an example. If you have a group of children and they're playing on the sidewalk next to a busy street, that's going to increase the probability that a child is hit by a car. Because because you have all of those components in one spot and those things are going to increase the probability. Now, granted, that's not really a pattern, but I'm just giving an example of probability. That's gonna increase the probability that a child gets hit by a car because a group of children are playing on the sidewalk next to a busy street where cars are flying by. Now, we know the nature of a busy street and we know the nature of children, especially when they're playing. And Of course, there's a difference between if the children are 16, right? Or if the children are 10, which do you think is going to increase the probability of something going wrong? If you have a group of 16 year olds, or you have a group of 10 year olds. And then if you have a group of 10 year olds playing with a ball, do you see where I'm going with this? So I look, I look at at patterns and I look at, at situational components and then I look at history, right? If there's precedent and then I go, okay, well, you know, these patterns are most likely because they're on a particular trajectory, they're most likely going to produce this result. If I have these certain components and I can look at history and see examples of, of either similar components or similar situations or the same components, I look and see, okay, well, historically what's happened. And then that's of course going to increase the probability that the same thing is going to happen again. Because as we know, history does repeat itself. So I say all that to preface this here. This is coming out of, of Los Angeles, and this is coming from a headline, uh, USA.com, and this article was written on the 5th of December, so this is yesterday, and saying, you know, Los Angeles to bring back um, indoor mask mandates. I think it's more of a possibility. Um, this, this title is a little bit more of a, you know, of a clickbait saying that it's for sure when you read the article, it's not really a certainty, but I don't mind the clickbait. Hey, you got to get people to read your art, you know, to read your stuff, right? But when you dive in, here's what it says. Los Angeles County is on the verge of bringing back its indoor mask mandate as cases tick back up. The California County placed its transmission levels at medium last week with 2,490 new infections every day, according to Barbara Ferrer, director of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. If the number creeps into the high level, Ferrer said she will impose an indoor mask mandate there's this common line of thinking that the pandemic is over and is no longer of concern, 
But these numbers clearly demonstrate that is still with us, Ferrer said, according to ABC News. Currently, the county has 185 cases per 100,000 people. If that number reaches 200 infections per 100,000 people, that would be considered a high level of transmission. Ferrer predicted that designation might come as early as this week. Given both the increases in hospitalizations and the lack of certainty in the winter trajectory for continuing some common sense mitigation strategies that we know work to limit transmission and illness, including masking and being up to date on vaccines and boosters remains a very sensible approach, she said. Now, what, what I find interesting here within her statement is this part here. Continuing some common sense mitigation strategies that we know work to limit transmission and illness. That's kind of the issue that I have right there. She says that we know work. And to that, I would say, okay, well, where's your random control trials to prove that any of that was effective? Where's your random control trials to prove the efficacy? Where's the random control trials to support that statement? And she's in charge in LA, right? Like she's in charge. So I would just, that would just be my question is, is, is where, you know, I'd like her to source that information for me so that she can prove that statement. Okay, that's what I like to see. And in keeping with that, I'd like, you to show you, I'd like to show you this article here. Now, this article is coming from Daily Veracity, and it says here, new two-year international study finds N95 masks no more effective than surgical masks. So, no, once again, this is coming from uh, December 3rd. Now, once again, I, I want sources. Right, I'm looking for you know actual data. I don't care too much for just claims, you know, because unless you actually can cite a source, the the claim is is you know maybe a theory, maybe it's completely you know completely baseless. So you can't speak in definitives, right? You can't do that. But they actually cite studies here, right? They cite some studies. Now I'm gonna provide these links where I can because I want you to read through this yourself. But my whole point is, is, is patterns and history and certain situational components. Ask yourself, I mean, you're actually living through this right now. This isn't like, you know, 80 years ago or 90 years ago, you're living through this. How do you feel about the efficacy of the protocols that were put in place? Even, even if you don't know of any studies, like how do you, like just what's your observation, right? So let's dive into this just a little bit. The science on mask efficacy is settled and has been for a very long time. The vast majority of decades of scientific research regarding the efficacy of masks show they do not prevent the spread of any respiratory illnesses. Now I can say that OSHA did have a breakdown of every mask from respirators, you know, surgical, three-ply, all of these things. And... Before, before, they, before OSHA was compromised and they changed all the verbiage to fit the propaganda coming from, from our government, because OSHA is, the, is, is basically the authority. I mean, they're the ones who, who you know, they have uh, training videos on, you know, all of these things where masks are, you know, every situation from, from you know, mining to, you know, hospitals, like everything, OSHA is the authority. And so they have already had 
tons and tons of research on these things. And when it comes to viral transmission, every, every single mask and respirator at the end said inconclusive because there's so many different variables, right? If it's worn properly, it depends on the environment that you're in. Um, you know, do you have training on, on how to put on an N95 and how to do a seal test? And then once again, it still depends on the situation. It depends on if you're con, you know, contaminating yourself with your hands because you're touching your face and whatnot. So it's not just you know, a, one, a one-stop shop for, for defense against things. Right, and this would just be sensible. Now, it's not to say that it's not effective at all. That's not what OSHA, like if you read it through, it's not saying it's not effective at all. It just says inconclusive, right? So then we're looking for random control trials within, with all of this to, to, to combat that because random control trials are the best that we have to, to reduce any kind of bias, right? So a fairly recent study from Denmark involving a sample size of 6,000 participants found that there was no statistically significant difference between those who wore masks and those who did not when it came to being infected by the A much larger study led by Yale University found that based on the 95% confidence intervals, we do not even know if surgical mask efficacy is more than 0%. Another ecological study of state mask mandates and their use, which included data from the winter case spike has found that widespread mask wearing didn't slow the spread of the study conducted and there's links all through here so you know i encourage you guys to to follow these links the study conducted by the university of louisville using data from the centers for disease control and prevention found that 80 percent of u.s states mandated masks during the pandemic but while mandates induced greater mask compliance they did not predict lower growth rates when community spread was low or high. The study also found that mask mandates and use are not associated with lower spread among U.S. states. Additionally, the vast majority of gold standard scientific research compiled over multiple decades concludes masks are completely ineffective at preventing the spread of respiratory illnesses. And then here they have um, a nice graph here. And the random the randomized clinical trial or the RCT is recognized as the most credible research design for clinical investigation. Yeah, I mean, I was just talking about that. So I'll let you read through that. And then it, it goes into, but now a new peer reviewed randomized controlled trial or RCT of N95 masks shows that they are just as ineffective as surgical masks. Now, once again, this is, you know, just a study here. There could be another study that, that does show efficacy, but. That's the whole point of science is that you want to take it all in. Everybody should, should get a voice. Everybody needs a seat at the table so that they can present their work so that everybody can you know look through it and, and try to flesh out the truth. And that's a scientific method. So here we have a lot of different links um, that you can follow, you know, published in the annals of um, internal medicine this week and led by researchers at Canada's McMaster's University. The study found no statistics statistically significant difference in protection between the two kinds of masks in healthcare facilities in Canada, Israel, Pakistan, and Egypt. Then we have here, funders included the Canadian government and World Health Organization, which unlike the US, opposes masking young children and also found no evidence face coverings made a difference against influenza in a 2019 study. And then we have previous RCTs in, in the era have found mediocre protection from face coverings at best, and this is the Danish study here, and a much larger Bangladesh study led by Yale researchers found that villages that got surgical masks reduced symptomatic infection by 11%, 
but the confidence interval hit zero and statistical and statistical significance disappeared for every age group under 50, cloth mask had an imprecise zero effect. So, I mean, there's, there's some information here, right, to go through. And, and by no means am I you know, giving anybody any kind of recommendations. I'm just putting out information and encouraging everybody to do as I do and just research yourself and, and you know, try to flesh out the truth and follow all of these people who are doing, you know, they're doing great work right and this is there's no sides to science there's just science and and the scientific method is is the best way that we have to to flesh out the truth and so i encourage all of you to you know to look through these things and and get opposing views and and see why they oppose and you know all of those things so you can kind of really discern for yourself you know what's going on but you know Partner that with your own experience. Like you look around and you see what's going on. Okay, so don't discount that. If you see something with your eyes, I don't care if it's an if it's an expert. I don't care if they're a genius. If they're telling you something different than what you know to to be true because you're looking at reality, then you believe your own eyes, right? Right. If it's not an illusion and it's not like CGI, like if you're actually standing in it, you know what's going on. Right. You have to you have to trust in yourself. You have to trust that 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 what is around you is is what is around you and keep your eyes open. Right. And keep your mind open. OK. Now, I'm presenting this because what I want you to think about is if L.A. is moving into this, you know, area again, this is now, you know, part of a pattern. Look at the results of the previous and tell me what you think about the efficacy of this of this strategy. What do you think it's going to produce? What do you think is most probable? Then you look at other places, right? You look at China with their zero tolerance on what's going on there. You have to ask yourself, if if these things are being implemented elsewhere, are they are they effective? Like have they have they produced positive results? And if we're going to implement the same thing or, or something similar. And you have to ask yourself, like, you know, if, okay, if it's working, then yeah, okay, cool. But what if it's not working where it's being implemented? Then why would we implement it here? Or why would we implement it and think that we're going to get a different result? Okay. And so that's what I'm talking about with, with pattern recognition and looking at probability, looking at the situation. And now, the last thing that I want to leave you with is just, I want to, I'm just going to play it. Okay. I'm just going to play it. And I want you, I want you to take this into consideration because it's really easy to forget you know, history when you're being bombarded by, by all of this information and not all of it is being put out to actually help you learn and keep you enlightened and keep you informed. You know, that's the whole thing with propaganda is that it's, it, it appears to be information and you think information is to keep you informed, but really it's something else. <laughs> Let's say that. And then also, I know that I have a self-censoring. I do that on purpose because I want you to see how silly it is that that I'm even doing it, that I'm even self, that I'm even self-censoring. Sometimes I'll even like bleep out certain words, not because they're swear words, because that's not the content that I put out, but just just to to show you that to highlight that we're we have a First Amendment that isn't being upheld by our leadership, that isn't being upheld by companies that are American companies. They're not being upheld, so I have to weave through just to get my message out. That's that means that it's not free speech. Okay, so keep that in mind.
But here, I want you to check this out. This is, this is interesting. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And masks are protective. And we, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. Mark, there has n not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, there? Of course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. But Good that you're vaccinated. But in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. That if, in fact, you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. The, 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 the pediatric, the Academy of Pediatric, actually makes that recommendation that children should be wearing masks uh, from two years old onward. And you're asking now, if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the child can't, not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Because now okay. the CDC says, I mean, I think I've got this right. One mask is better than zero masks. Two masks is better than one mask. But you don't have to have double masks. Is, is I, that right? I mean, <laughs> you know, it became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. And then you want it to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it, if you would like to, is put a cloth mask over, which actually here and here and here, where you could get leakage in, is much better. Are you a double masker, Dr. Fauci? Look like you are. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll leave you with that and, and encourage all of you to continue to search for the truth, continue to question and continue to protect your mind with actual verifiable information. And then also, whatever information you have coming in, even if, if it's from a source that in the past you've been able to rely on, even if it's coming from me, still question me, still vet everything that's coming in. I don't care if it's from MSNBC or Fox News, I don't care. It does not matter. You have a responsibility to protect your own mind as a sovereign being. Because whatever decision you make, that's what you're going to have to live with. That's what you're going to be held accountable for, okay? But it's obvious that they want you walking in the dark. And I'm over here trying to get you to turn on that light. You guys be well.